What's going on everyone? Kelly Cavallaro here, one half of Seven Area Media, and welcome to today's edition of the Honky Tonk Highway, episode 8. You made it through two weeks. Next week's going to be even better. Trust me, you're not going to miss it. Thank you once again, everyone who joined me earlier today for the uh, little talk on why your videos are getting blocked due to music. Um, for those who still want to watch it, it is still up. You can go check it out. Um, don't forget, like, subscribe, follow Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You don't want to miss anything we post and you'll be notified every time we go live. So, it's Friday. Wanted to make it a little special. We got not one, but two. Double dose today. Um, they reside in Arizona. Uh, they definitely have their uh, unique interests. Um, just don't ask them about what their favorite restaurant is, which we're going to get into today. None other than Amy and Darren Bailey. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, they're even sporting their uh, NFL teams, which they don't agree on either. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, the Seahawks and, of course, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, don't know why Amy likes them at all. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> I know you're from Arizona, Amy. I knew that was the whole catch. <laughs> so... Um, to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history, where y'all started in dance. Uh, either one of you can go first. I'll let y'all decide, <laughs> Darren, as Darren points over. <laughs> uh, well, as the story goes, I had moved home after college, so I was 22. And um, my mom, she said she always wanted to take line dancing lessons. And um, I was like, okay, cool. She goes, no, 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 I signed us both up. I'm not going alone. And I said... Well, I'm not going. And she goes, yeah, you are. And I said, I'm not going. Um, so we fought a little bit, but um, mom's always right. So mom won, took me to class. I did not like it one bit. Um, but because <laughs> I felt like, I don't know, the first class was a very beginner class. And I didn't know anything about dance. But I, I thought, well, we're just walking one direction. Now we're walking another direction. Now we're walking another direction. This isn't even dancing. I don't get it. And then the next one, we actually learned um, Jamie Marshall's dance, uh, Atlantis. And um, I thought, oh, well, this is, this is a little bit more difficult. This is challenging. This is a little bit more interesting. It's not, I maybe don't hate it, but I still didn't love it. I still didn't want to go to class with her. So I continued going because, of course, mom's always right, right? And um, eventually I hit a point where I, they'd have the Wednesday nights that everybody would go to the bar. So we went to the bar. And I'd just sit there and just watch them and, you know, not have a great time. Um, but then I started seeing these ladies. And I know John Robinson asked, asked for pardon when he said older women. But really it was. For, I was 22 years old. Everybody was at least my mom's age, if not older. So I thought, well, why do all these older women know what they're doing and I don't? And I am a pretty competitive person. So I said, if they can learn how to do this, I can do this. So then I jumped into competition. Um, my first teachers took me to a couple competitions and um, all of a sudden I was hooked and I was learning very quickly and just continued to push myself and a couple really good breaks along the way and here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Darren? Yeah, I think a lot of us have very similar kind of stories about how we got into this. I know when I was 13, my... Dad brought me to Florida for a holiday, and we were in a place called Rosie O'Grady's. 
I think. And we were sat upstairs eating food and this music came on. We were on a balcony and we kind of looked over and we just saw a sea of cowboy hats moving around. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, that looks cool. And I was like, uh -uh, no, it doesn't. But no, 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 I don't, I don't want to do that. But then when we got home, my dad actually kind of looked up a place for us to go when he kind of dragged us all along as a family for something to do as a group. And again, I really didn't want to go. It was not my, my thing. I was into sports. I was into football, running, rugby, these type of things. I did not want to be a dancer. So my dad dragged us along. And now this is where it gets a little weird. Now, the, the first class, I turned, I was terrible, of course. We were all terrible. We all are when we start. But there was probably five girls in the class about my age. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. I might, uh, I might stick this out. So then the next week I came back and I started getting better. And they started giving me more attention. That sounds really bad. But it just happened. So, so the reason kind of why we went, because my dad wanted to go. The reason why we stayed was because they were girls. <laughs> That's pretty much why. As Amy shakes her head. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Amy, it's probably a good thing he did stick around with the girls because he eventually found you. <laughs> That's true. So he kind of <laughs> left. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so living here now, Darren. You're originally from Wales, right? Yeah. I'm right. I'm right on that one, right? Yes. Wales. Okay. <laughs> I always get them all mixed up. Um, what's it like with the travel schedule? Going back and forth. Well, of course, now you're you're kind of stuck in the house. You're here, but yeah. what's that yeah. like? <laughs> so, to be honest, nothing really changed because I was still working every weekend. The only difference was now, because of course, living here, I have that big flight to get to okay. Europe every now and again. So that's the one that has made the most impact since moving over. Really, is because that like ten and a half hour flight is not fun to look forward to. And then realizing when you're there, you've got to be straight into work mode. Right. That's hard because as I've got older, the travel has become harder. Whereas before it never bothered me, I could get on a plane, I could arrive, I could dance, no problem. Now I get on the plane, I arrive and I'm tired. <laughs> so that's the difference now. Yeah, so the only real big difference is that long flight. Still travel within Europe every weekend when I'm there. But that big long flight makes a difference to the start of the period I'm away. Now, Amy, what's it like having them home more? I love it. <laughs> the look and then the laugh says a lot right there. I know how it is for Kelly with me being home now all the time. She's hating it, so I can imagine. <laughs> it is nice. Don't get me wrong. But we got started as a long-distance couple. And so there's parts of our lives that I think we need some time apart because we're so used to functioning as individuals mm -hmm. that when we're together too much, um, <laughs> yeah, we start to notice things about each other. That we didn't know before. <laughs> At least the push-up challenge is rubbed off. You got her doing your push-up challenge now. <laughs> she bugged me for so many days. Aren't you going to do this? Aren't you going to do this? Aren't you going to do this? I'm like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> It's been it's been fun to watch the the go back as your banter in them, especially Amy, <laughs> when you do yours late at night and his are always more peppy and you're like, okay, I remembered I had to do this. I'm about to get ready yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it is, been at work all day, and so that's right. the chance I have to get them done. 
because in the mornings I'm usually thinking, oh, I've got all these things I need to get done. And then all of a sudden I got to get out the door. I got to get to work on time. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's get it out of the way now. Uh oh. <laughs> What's better in and out or five guys? <laughs> There's no question. There's no question. That's the shirt I should have been wearing. <laughs> I'm with you, Darren. I'm a Five Guys fan, so uh, I, I have nothing against In and Out Burger because I appreciate, like as Amy said, she's been through. She worked for In and Out Burger, I believe, so that's where her fondness comes for it. But for me, I, I go. It's nice. <laughs> you go to Five Guys and you go. Now that's a burger. Yeah, but you go to Five Guys and you spend twenty bucks and you get. Way too much food. You go to In-N-Out, you spend 10 bucks. Way too much food for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? I will admit, so... But he doesn't yeah. share his french fries. And you like three tons of french fries with an order. I can't eat them all. Well, I shouldn't eat them all. Yeah, those Cajun french fries are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and uh, the girls uh, from Cali, Emily and um, all of them, took me to In-N-Out for my first time this past year at Vegas. I had never gone and... What, I'm with you. It's good, but I don't. I don't see what the crave is. I, I'm with you on the Five Guys thing. I just, I don't know. Uh, we, have, we have a Five Guys, literally <laughs> about three minutes away drive. Oh, that's and perfect. We've been there once. What? <laughs> and and uh, in and out is about twenty five minutes no. away, and we we've been there about twenty times. <laughs> when we go, oh, what do you want to eat? He goes, babe, do you want to get in and out? I was like, yes, that sounds good. Because I'm being nice, right? That's what my husband's supposed to do. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so having two choreographers in the house, obviously, there you go. <laughs> I love Amy's look here. Just a yes. <laughs> um, what's it like trying to find new music and uh, time to choreograph? And like, if you both find a song, uh, how you determine if one of you is going to choreograph, both of you is going to choreograph, if you're going to share it? How's that go along? Because I can only imagine. <laughs> it, it's that? actually, it's not bad. So he spends hours and hours looking for music. He, um, <laughs> yes, he spends a lot of time looking for music. Um, and most of the time he finds a track and it either screams Amy or it screams Darren. And there's no question. Every once in a while, there'll be a piece of music that I think, both of us feel drawn to, but if you notice, we don't do a ton together. We're doing, we're trying to keep as separate as possible um, because this is his full-time job. It's my part-time job. Um, yeah, it's, it's so far never been a fight. I don't know if you've ever felt like fighting. No, we, we, we decided when we did get together that we still wanted to be known as Darren Bailey, Amy Glass, not Darren and Amy in the dance world because I don't know, Amy made her name on her, her own and I made my name on my own. So you wanted to keep that right. kind of separate. We, we do choreograph together when we find a piece of music that we both love. But often we're so different in our like, everything. music choices <laughs> <laughs> and everything else that we kind of, it's easy to separate that. So, yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, one of the comments, I have to scroll back and see this. Um, was that when they asked if the in and out burger was in the wedding vows that you had to take her there all the time? <laughs> it should have been. Yeah, very well could have been. Yeah. yeah. You, you might, it might have been. You just don't remember it from all the Baileys, right? <laughs> yeah. But at the time, we were living in um, the Portland area, and so there was no in and out up there. Ah. 
Yeah, see, there's no in and out here either. Yeah. There's only there is only five guys, so all you need. No. <laughs> um, so uh, I know a couple people are going to want to know, Darren. How are, um, how's the recovery coming um, from having the COVID? Let's get that out of yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I'm almost back to full strength, almost back to normal. Um, we kind of had a little chat before that the only thing that is still hanging around is I have no sense of smell. Which it is went, weird. <laughs> it went when I got the virus and Amy did some research and found out that it happens to about a third of people who get the get the virus. And there's, they don't know whether it comes back yet or not because we're all kind of in the same stages. So whether it's going to come back later or not, we don't know. I hope it does because I like smelling stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to smell yourself as yeah, well, right? Just to make right. Sure. He'll never know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the only thing that is still kind of hanging around from the virus. Apart from that, I've pretty much covered it to almost hundred percent again. Yeah, well, that's good. I, I know no one could really tell, judging by all your push-up videos, that if you even were had it and were weak, that you're just rambling off all these sets. <laughs> right. And sets. I, I decided that I didn't want to stop those presser videos. So even if I was feeling, and there were a couple of days where I was really bad. But I decided I'm not going to let it stop me. It's just the stubborn kind of personality that I can have that I got from my father, by the way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't let it stop my push-ups at all. It was hard, but I didn't want it to stop something I was enjoying doing. Yeah, yeah I know uh, I know everyone's loving watching you and uh, Roy Verdonk's uh, little banter back and forth on him. It's been quite hysterical now that he's eventually got his uh, two daughters involved in the videos. Yeah. He's kind of got yeah. the unfair advantage He's bringing out the cute girls to <laughs> like. And I don't have a cute girl to bring out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a difference between that. There's, yeah. there's a difference between the wife and bringing out kids. Yeah. <laughs> when you bring kids into the video, it kind of wins over every time, like fog work. Yeah. Um, well, Rod's been really good, and he's like stuck with me the whole way, and we've been kind of like egging each other on, and right, he hasn't right. stopped either. He's still going, so I'm, I'm proud of Roy as well. Yeah, he's doing yeah. good. I, I watch his videos, it's, they're definitely fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so now that you're over here in the States more, you get to, you're obviously doing a lot more U S events. Um, what are the differences? Uh, <laughs> you knew this question was coming. I could tell I, I um, like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. The, the differences like good and bad between events overseas that you do a lot. Cause you're obviously when you go over there, you do like weekend, weekend, weekend in a row and then events over here in the States. Yeah, the, one of the biggest things I find here, and this is a real positive for the American events, is the hotels are amazing. <laughs> you guys um, have the that have the events in, and you don't realize that unless you've been to events in Europe, where sometimes it's in a town hall or it's in a, a canteen somewhere where you're dancing on tiles. So that still happens, over, especially a lot in France and those areas, still in the UK as well. And you come over to America and you've got these big, beautiful ballrooms that you're dancing in. And that's such a such an amazing thing to to kind of be able to do because they don't have those facilities really in the UK or Europe. There's one or two hotels, but to be honest, the standard of the hotels are much better over here. The actual events in themselves, I like both. They're just different. They're just different. The events in the UK are usually in smaller rooms 
of course, smaller dance floors where you can get to dance closer to people and you get to build up like a rapport with people over the weekend because you're in a smaller environment. Over here, sometimes there's five ballrooms. So you can see one person once on the Friday. You don't see them again yeah, until the next Sunday. Yeah. So that's kind of harder to connect with people that way. But again, you've got so much more options over here when it comes to dancing in the events. I know you've done a few um, events in Europe as well. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, with the exception of one event I did in France last year, the the smaller atmosphere is a little bit more common. Um, but like he was saying, it's not it's not better, it's not worse, it's just, it's different. The right. events feel different. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, there are the smaller events here as well, but, you know, it's, they're, they're the same. Dancers are the same no matter where you are, but different. So... Same but different. Same Although, but different. Yeah. Same but different. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, I remember like when we go to Masters with only the two rooms, it's, it's, it is different like that. Um, more people in a, in a room though. I can only imagine if a U.S. event here got the, some of the crowds at some of the events over there do and try to get that many people in one room. I can yeah. only picture – the only place we really see it is um, Chicago, Windy City. That there's a lot of people in that ballroom. That main ballroom isn't the biggest, no. <laughs> per se. But even the main main ballroom in Chicago is bigger than a right. lot of the places we have in Europe. So yeah. Right. Um, Trevor Andrew Thornton uh, has chimed in, asked a question. Um, is there anything that you would like to see done here in the U.S. at an event that is done over in Europe? That's difficult. I <laughs> Did he I stump? You know, I, I feel that a lot of the events are run in a similar way. I don't think there's anything really that they do different over here than they do in Europe that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I'd have to think about that. I will think about it as we continue. And if I do think <laughs> of anything, I'll, I'll bring it up. But I don't I don't know if you've noticed anything they do in Europe that's different. Um, no, except for the DJ feed. They use the feed a lot more in Europe than they do in the States. But then they do the the separate list that's up in the ballrooms. So there's good and bad. I know the DJs don't necessarily love having to keep track of both programs the entire time. And if they're off by a dance, then you know you've missed the dance you wanted to dance anyway. So no system is perfect. Right. Um, right. But that is a difference. Yeah, a lot, the, a lot of the ones here uh, is because we don't have internet. Um, ah. it need, you need internet to do the DJ feed and. A lot of the times, some of the DJs don't have the have Wi-Fi in the ballroom, so I know that's I know that uh, me and JP have talked about that. That's why some events don't have it. Okay. Um, I know in Europe sometimes as well they'll produce a dance list right the way through the weekend before you even go. They tell you these are the dances that are going to be danced yeah. in its order. So that's a little different. Again, it has positive and negatives because the positives are you can see what dances are coming up and you go, if they don't know any for five or six, I go and sit around and talk with, with Bob or, <laughs> or whatever. Go okay, outside, so enjoy the sunshine. But when it doesn't give the DJ an opportunity to play and read the room, which is different, which the guys over here are very good at. Right. Um, Big Jim wants to know, and I think this leads to something that um, was on yesterday. What Welsh or American expression um, threw you off about the other one? Was there something like, is said a lot over, over in England and Wales and stuff. Because yesterday, Michelle brought up a story from Hotlanta uh, about woo ha ha. 
Yes. You had to tell them. And the first, the first time I heard that was when Amy was teaching. She was teaching a dance called digging, uh-huh. where you have the tag and you have like the look back, look <laughs> back. But she was on stage and she said, "Okay, we're going to do, we're going to do our hoo has like that." And then suddenly people like were looking around, going, "What?" And then Amy realized what she said, and I was, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand. So then Amy explained to me what hoo ha means <laughs> over here. So I was like, oh, okay, now I understand the problem. And then when I was in Atlanta, yes, Michelle was teaching on stage and I heard her saying hoo ha. And I was like, maybe I should just bring it to her attention that it means something different over here. So that's kind of how that went, yeah. But on a personal note, the first thing that kind of sprung to mind is not dance orientated, is when we were actually looking for houses or homes and I said, oh, this is a really homely looking house, a homely feeling house. And, she, and she's gone, what, you can't say that? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so we, we discovered that home, homey means something very different here than it means in the UK. In the UK, it means comfortable. Oh, so homely, so nice and comfortable. And here she would tell me it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I would say most of our disagreements <laughs> bring um, misunderstandings. Like he'll, I can't even think of a good one right now, but um, he'll say something expecting it to mean one thing. And then I interpret it a different way. And then we've misunderstood each other. And <laughs> like take, take the next left. Oh man. <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah. So is tomorrow next Saturday or this Saturday? I think this, it's this Saturday. This Tomorrow Saturday. is Saturday. It's this Saturday. This Saturday? But he thinks it's next Saturday. <laughs> no, it's not it's... next Saturday. <laughs> I understand it's the next Saturday that's happening, but it's this Saturday. So there you go. We, have, we found this out when we were, because I'm learning to drive over here. So Amy would say to me, we're going to take the next left. So I'd be getting ready to turn into the first left that comes, but she goes, no, 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 not this one, the not next one. one. The next one. Going, but this is the next one. <laughs> come to me. When you're on a train, they say the next stop is uh, Waterloo. And you go, okay, so the, the stop coming up is Waterloo. That's why, for me, the next the next one means the first one coming. So it's different for you, right? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So, a little banter about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Glover, Rob Glover's comment. Yeah, he knows the feeling. Uh, it's like therapy. <laughs> this is like therapy for him. Yeah. Rob, shout out to you uh, and Aaron. Rob, just like that, came over here, married an American girl, Aaron, and uh, yep. he's uh, he lives up in Boston, which that can only imagine the accents. Also, <laughs> yeah, at least you moved to a part of the country where they don't really have an accent, Darren. So, you hear that? We don't have an accent. <laughs> I have a feeling that was another. Discussion. Yes, it is. Yeah. I can only imagine how you how how did you do in the South then when you came to Hotlanta and stuff because the accent in the South is way. Yeah, it's. I'm still getting used to just to be honest, the general American accent. So when like people like from Boston and you said Atlanta, it is different, but it's different. But oh, here we go, different but the same. It's <laughs> still an American accent, but yes, yeah, just same, same wherever you go in UK as well, though, right? There's accents where all, wherever you go, so I don't know. 
Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's definitely. I can only imagine, if, Amy, if you had to try to go over there and listen all the time, because <laughs> I like there are definitely people over there that talk so fast when I go over that I have to say, can you repeat that one more time? Just once. (laughs) Um, JP can't even tell with the accent. Uh, Yeah, JP, you don't have an accent. You're from San Diego and uh, you live in Charlotte now, so you just have to speak Southern. (laughs) Um, All right, let's look at here, here. Um, What else I got here? Um, What's it like, um, I don't know, um, I guess trying to, uh, when y'all are at events together, trying to make sure you, um, with the support of each other, but also being, like you said, your same entity, the your own entity having a thing. Um, I have noticed no one has been crazy enough, at least the events I've been to, to schedule at the same time to teach. <laughs> I haven't seen that happen yet. I feel no, like... I uh, I feel like it's happened. I can't think of which event. I think, I think it was it recently yeah, it I happened. Think it's happened. Yeah. I can't think of which I know event. It's usually, I, I have noticed y'all are back to back a lot. So like when I try to have to grab y'all for videos, it's like looking at the schedule. Oh, look, Darren teaches at Amy, then Darren, then Amy, then they judge, then Amy. Well, I'm not getting hold of them anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. And well, I don't think either of us is forcing the other person to be in class. Um, no, it is nice to have that support, but right, I also right. feel like sometimes I teach better when he's not in the room because, um, he makes me nervous. Um, the first time I danced in front of him, I, I couldn't dance in front of him. I just made me really, really, even though, you know, there's the internet, you know, he could have been scrolling and finding videos of me dancing, but I didn't ever like to dance in front of him. Um, I've gotten a little bit better at that now, but, um, yeah, I think, we end up feeling like we're, at least I do. I feel like I'm busy all day long when we're both at an event together because I do want to support him. I want to, if, if not be in the class with him, but pop in at the end and dance the dance because right, likely right. I've learned it already. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that is true. We do want to support each other's workshops. And especially as you pointed out, sometimes we are back to back and say you have two workshops, two workshops each a day, then really you're taught, you're caught up for four of those hours because right. they read, then I go to Amy's class, Amy come to mine. So if there's six workshops in a day, we're at four of them supporting each other. So it doesn't leave a lot of like spare time for us to kind of go around and do our own thing, which is, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing that we're there to support each other. And we've kind of had the conversation recently that, you know what, you don't have to be in every workshop I'm doing. And she said the same thing. She's like, you don't have to come to a workshop if you don't want. And like, so we know we don't have to, but it's still nice to support each other. Yeah. Right. Um, Willie Brown comments, she goes to, for Amy, um, when I met Amy at your dance, I don't even know if she understood a word I said. <laughs> I don't remember if I did either. I just remember your wife was there, Willie. Um, and then I think Darren had to say again, no, this is Willie Brown. <laughs> Um, and Debbie Pankos commented that that actually happened in Canada last year um, Darren was teaching gorgeous against one of your waltzes Amy Okay. that, ha- that happened good memory Debbie I just couldn't remember when good memory Debbie yeah I remember part of your question beforehand was like how do we get on through the weekend working together and we kind of this is where we, we haven't butt heads before but we kind of have a different perspective slightly on it I'm very, 
I want to stay professional and kind of not draw attention to kind of like what we're doing if we're holding hands or giving each other a kiss. It makes me feel uncomfortable just because I, I, I'm just a, more of a private person that way, I guess. And I think Amy is, oh, come and give me a hug in the corner. I'm like, I'll hug you. <laughs> but I'm so, like, they know we're together. It's not like we're making out in the corner or doing anything completely obscene. But I think putting your arm around me isn't a bad thing, right? No, I, I, I agree. It's just I'm, I'm coming to terms with how to adjust to that because. Trust. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's been worse things that people have seen in the ballroom than you putting your arm around her. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah. No, that's true. But I'm also very. Not that he's not social, but I'm a little bit more of a social butterfly than him. So my normal is walking into the ballroom and saying hello to everybody because I recognize them. But um, And it's not that he doesn't care, but a lot of times he's not wearing his glasses, so he can't see the people until right up next to him. That is very true. That's very true. When I go into a ballroom, I know where the DJ booth is. <laughs> Make my way over to the DJ booth, and I can't see faces without my glasses, so I don't know if people are looking at me to say hello, or whether so I just kind of like head down, get to the DJ booth, know I've got to do my demos, and then slowly I can start to make my way around and start to see faces again. Oh yeah, I recognize you, I'll say hello. But beforehand, if I'm not wearing my glasses, it's not that I'm being rude or ignorant. I can't see whether you're looking at me or not. And I you know they make these things called contacts. Most Americans wear them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I can't see like I wear contacts. I can't see without them. I can only imagine what you're going, what you go through. If I didn't have my contacts in, I would be blind as a bat. <laughs> oh yeah, I am blind as a bat. So, yeah, but even saying good night at or at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, I gotta say goodbye to so and so. Oh, I gotta say goodbye to so and so. Oh, and then there's so and he's like. Cool. Just dip out the back and let's just go. Yeah, I, I, I just disappear. Well, when, I, when I'm ready for bed, I just go. I'm done. I, I, I'm like, so gone out the back door. <laughs> I could be up in the room 30 minutes later and Amy will walk in and we decided to leave together. <laughs> That's happened to me and Kelly before. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I'll get to the room and she'll get a text. Oh, there's a dance coming up. Bye. I'm staying up here. I'm getting ready. I've already been, yeah, Mike. And or she'll go off because she's been doing stuff all day, and I'll stay up and uh, hang out with the guys. And nope, I totally get you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> As she just chimed in. This sounds like someone else. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Trevor just asked, uh, "What are your different thoughts on performing in Saturday night shows? Um, what's and what's each of your favorite shows performed?" Sarah's um, <laughs> like, "You go first. <laughs> the difficult thing about the shows is the time it takes to put the shows together. Um, enough of us don't want to make fools of ourselves the actual evening of the show, and so that requires a lot of practice. And the sad part about that is, um, at least for myself, I don't have a lot of time leading up to the event to practice everything and get it down pat before I get to the event, if we're given the information in advance. Because usually I'm working Sunday through Wednesday night, fly out either Wednesday night or Thursday morning, and then I'm at the weekend all weekend. So I'm working 10 to 11 hour days leading up to it. So I really don't have the time to devote an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it's going to take before the, the event. So then you get to the event, you want to say hi to everybody. And I think we're really going to want to be saying a lot more hellos when we all come back together again. Um, but then we 
feel torn. We feel like we've got to work on this. Um, the first thing that came to mind was the hula that we had to do at Big Bang. And no offense to John Robinson, I think it worked out perfectly in the end. But there was a lot of stress with that hula because we wanted to show respect and do the hula correctly. Um, yeah, it was it was just a learning curve for the style of dance. Um, I'm rambling now, but yeah, the time required for the the shows is to me it's tough. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I can only echo the same type of thoughts. Um, we all enjoy the feeling after when you finish the show and you're all on kind of high, oh, that went really well, but it's the time that it, ca it can take beforehand that takes away from you interacting with people or your time on the dance floor and things. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it's scheduled really well, but most of the time we all put in extra practice as well, as well of course, because we don't want to go out onto the floor and look stupid or forget a step. That's one of the worst nightmares that us instructors and performers have is to go wrong. So we always put in extra work than we're kind of expected to. But when it all comes together, afterwards you feel like you've created something as a group and it creates a really nice bond. So that's really cool. But as I said, it is the, the preparation and the time that it can take can pull away from the actual event itself. Yeah. I know, is it? Because my next question was hidden talents, and uh, then in a couple shows, Amy, you get to do some things that you used to do in the past, like juggling and jumping rope. Yeah, the juggling kind of didn't work out so well. That was hard because the, the whole red light and the pitch black, I, that was the hard one. I remember that. Uh, but yeah, I used to jump rope competitively. Um, I was on ESPN, too, <laughs> for like 15 seconds. But um, yeah. So, so I, I have no hidden talents. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you, you do tons of push-ups every day. That's, that's not what? a talent. That's just effort. <laughs> that's just effort. <laughs> uh, yeah. Debbie Panko said, yes, it always freakishly comes together. Yes, it does. Yeah. How just magically it all of a sudden just everything when it comes to showtime, it all just randomly falls into place. Yeah, and that's when you get the, the feeling of it creating a bond between yeah. everybody. So that that's where it, where it's good, yeah. Um, so, because uh, I know this will take a little longer, I'm going to ask this now. Um, <laughs> before I do that, JP said, being on ESPN2 is better than being on the Ocho. Ocho, I knew somebody <laughs> was going to say that. And leave it to JP. Oh. How do you not know the Ocho? You need to watch Dodgeball. <laughs> Possible, but the, the reference probably went off my head because I still don't know what choice. Yes, okay. Gotcha. All right, so I'm going to ask you both separately. I want because I'm sure your answers are nowhere near the same. If money was no object, what would be your dream place to hold a dance event and your first five instructors you'd call up to uh, ask to come work for you? Okay. <laughs> He's going to make you go first on every one. Yeah, he is. Um, my first ridiculous answer, which obviously it's a ridiculous answer, I was like, oh, what about the moon? Nobody's had a dance event on the moon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I would pick. It only uh, took seven. It only <laughs> took seven for us to hit outer space, ladies and gentlemen. Seven times I've asked that question, and we finally hit outer space. What type no of for <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we've never held an event, so I can't say I've ever thought about this question. Um, even though I know you've asked other people before. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know. Um, wow, can I plead the fifth? Especially the question about who I would invite, um, because I like John Robinson's answer. He, everybody. Yeah, like, how do, you, how do you choose? And that's where I think event directors have a tough time. Um, I know part of it is is budget restrictions or budget, you know, they've got so, many, so much money they can spend on instructors and they have so many teaching slots and that's kind of how it helps determine their lineup. But if you have no money restraints, then what'd you pick? I don't know, your five best friends, which is a very dangerous question for you to ask, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I didn't come up with it, but it's actually been a good one because some of the answers have been good because some of the lineups have been, and it's not limited. These are your only five instructors. This is the first five you you would try to get. It means oh, you're picking your five favorites. Yeah. That just hurts my heart. Because what if he didn't pick me? Uh, well, hey, <laughs> I, would, I love that. I wouldn't. <laughs> because, well, first of all, he pretty much guarantees, though, you're coming. Hello. <laughs> That's I'll be doing registration, right? <laughs> I'll be in charge of registration. Can I, um, Can I pick the people who would help me with the registration? Because Peggy Hall would definitely be there. <laughs> there Julie you go. would definitely be there. <laughs> and now I'm going to feel bad if I've missed somebody. But <laughs> you can't miss all oh, those Peggy Hall hugs. She gives the best hugs. Anyway. Oh, no. Um, I know I know. Um, event directors have it tough trying to pick and who they're going to ask to come to events. So I know how that, that can be tough. and. Yeah. There are some events out there that's just bringing everybody. And then there's some that limit it down to 10 or 15. Yeah, I, I kind of know where I would have the event. But as to who I would invite, that, that's such a difficult question. And it's not one that I know you can answer really honestly because there's so many people who bring different things to the event. And you want something of everything at your event. But I would probably hold it in my favorite place in the world, which would be North Wales, the Snowdonia region in the mountains in North Wales, because that's where I used to go as a kid. That's my um, happy place when I'm in a bad place. I need to think of something good. I think I go to the mountains in Wales. So I would hold it there. Well, that's good. That's good. And um, I had a feeling that y'all would be hard-pressed to uh... – pick who um y'all have so many friends both here and abroad that it would definitely be hard to uh to uh pick between your friends um for your top five that's for sure you have a bit of trouble there kelly uh no <laughs> just uh so uh any other specific plans y'all are doing while in quarantine what are y'all doing to stay busy besides your push-up challenge Hmm, what am I doing? I am constantly listening for music, but a good point is at this moment in time, I don't think it's really a good time to be bringing out new dances right now, because now's a good time to bring some of the old stuff we've been teaching, and not necessarily old stuff as in 20, 15 years ago, but even stuff from like two years ago, things they just haven't had the chance to teach around events enough at the moment. It's a good chance to... Um, Put, put those dances out there rather than choreograph new stuff at the moment. And so apart from listening to music, for me, it's NFL stuff at the moment. That's the only thing that's happening. That's the only sport you can get hold of at the moment is NFL. So I'm doing a lot right. of like research for NFL stuff at the moment, but that's about it, mm -hmm. which is driving me crazy. It is. 
because I'm like, I come home from work and I'm like, oh, what are you working on? He goes, what do you think I'm working on? More NFL stuff. Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, I am able to work right now, which is, it's good and bad because um, we need pharmacists. We need healthcare professionals out there doing our jobs um, for the general public. Um, so I'm glad I'm able to, to help. I'm glad I'm able to still go to work and still, you know, do what I can. But some days I just, I'm tired, you know? Um, so I'm not really getting the time off. I did take the time off when Darren had the virus because that was the responsible thing to do. If I was a carrier, I did not want to be taking it into work. So I was at home during that time and waited till I got the green light to go back to work. So I did that. Um, but if any of you ladies are, well, maybe men too, but he doesn't like the show. I've almost finished with this, um, series on Netflix called Jane the Virgin. And, uh, it's great because I'm, I have Hispanic heritage. My mom's from Mexico and it's this telenovela, which is like a Spanish soap opera. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know, a great way to spend some time if you just want to check out and watch a a show that you might not learn a lot from. And we have very, very different tastes when it comes to shows. <laughs> like all this like happy oh, stuff and I'm into blood and guts and horrors and thrillers and stuff. So we're very different that way. Oh, I, can only, I can only imagine because me and Kelly are the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on one second. I'm working on something here. Sorry for the difficulty today, guys. Uh, right now you're only seeing... Amy and Darren, uh, you don't see me right now. <laughs> so give me one second. I'm working on it. There we go. I am back and we should be getting back here to the normal screen in just a moment. I do apologize. All right. These things happen. We've all been teaching digital workshops at the moment and the kind of most nerve wracking thing about it is the technology stuff, the technology side of things. Because we're all used to teaching dancing, but it's everything that comes along with this new kind of way we're doing stuff at the moment. Right. Is your Wi-Fi strong enough? Is your camera good enough? How's your microphones? So those are the things that we all kind of stress about at the moment rather than the actual teach. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, trust me. I know every day I go through that when I um, go to do the show, is everything right? And now I'm, we are back. You are back to we're both on screen again. Um, had a little camera issue for my camera. Um, my desk is crazy i have microphones everywhere the cameras everywhere the lights and all that nice stuff and uh no jill i did not forget to pay my bill <laughs> my camera my camera turned off so i had to get it reset so the camera that amy and darren are coming in on works just fine it was my camera that turned off so sorry that that little technical glitch guys but you got to still see Amy and darren the entire time which is the whole point of this. <laughs> As Darren was like, let's have Amy answer more questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, since y'all avoided my difficult question that you didn't take longer. Yeah, Amy's like, what, what? Um, so, both of y'all, obviously everything's been canceled for you guys. Uh, any news on when either one of you are going back to an event? Any of your events that, Darren, that you have overseas a lot? Any word? No. On? This year, I was working in Europe until the end of April. 
And then I had a period of time in the US, probably the longest period of time I would have had here since I moved over. I had a period of like four months where I was just in the US doing events here. So I don't actually go back to Europe until September, I think. So I had a nice chunk of time here. So the next thing that I'm going to be doing is whatever kind of rolls out, whatever kind of happens here, to be honest. And I, we don't know what that's going to be just yet because we believe that there's going to be some calls kind of made soonish as about to what events are going to run and what's not. But um, I think you're kind of in the same boat as me at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had one mid-May in France that just got cancelled this last week. So um, they waited a little long. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a just Amy event, so they had the time to be flexible because it was okay. just. If I could still get there, and then if they were still allowed to travel, so they thought we'll hold out till we possibly can't hold out any longer, and then just made the call. So yeah, we it's wait and see. Yeah, fingers crossed for marathon. Fingers are crossed for marathon. I just I want people safe, so mm, that's what it right. comes down to me. Um, I know a lot of decisions have to happen on like the back end of things, and there's a lot of things that none of us are going to see the details of, and it's not our business to see the, the details necessarily, but. I don't envy them for having to make these tough decisions. Yeah, right I think now. there's a lot of behind the scenes things that we're not going to see that are going to determine whether events go ahead or not at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been crazy out there with all the uh, all the events canceling and uh, whether or not they're going to go on. I know a couple people have asked uh, on the last two about marathon. As of Scott's post two days ago on someone's post, they are not making a decision yet. They aren't going to make a decision until near the end of the month. Again, they are still contractually obligated um, by the hotel in North Carolina to hold the event um, until they deem it where June can't be done nothing, and that still hasn't made decisions. So, yeah, and that's and the next kind event. Of a, a rolling kind of schedule at the moment because things get keep getting pushed back, and then they right, say, and every state's not on the same schedule either. That's the other thing. That's every state's on a different schedule, yeah. and same yeah. thing with the border. So that's. That's where I think it's going to play into um, the big thing is whether or not um, whether or not marathon can hold, but how many people can actually get there. Yeah. Um, so, John Robinson wants to know which dance is your favorite that your other half has choreographed. Good question, John. Yeah, I don't know any of yours. That's that's not true. I have some videos. I have some videos of Darren teaching your dances. So that is not a true statement. <laughs> so there are plenty that I know he knows of yours. <laughs> um, shall I go first on that one? Sure, if you want to. Um, I really like, and it's a more recent one of Amy's, I really like Broken and Beautiful. That's one of my favorite ones of yours, just because I think, I know it's meaningful, but it's also clever the way it was like choreographed and thought out, especially like the... The sign language at the end of it as well. It's so I, I like that. It's a little different. Yeah. See, Thanks. see. Thanks. Um, for me, I know some of you that are listening will will know before I say which one it is. But um, it's just be that Darren choreographed with Fred, um, and it was out about the same time that we met too. So I think that that's why it's just this pretty little love song, and it's a dance that makes me feel pretty when I dance it. So that's why just I'm be. Here. You didn't know that? No. Huh. I do now. <laughs> As I said, good question by John. I did. Uh, that'd be definitely one. It's a good question, though. That was a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely a good one. Good job, Johnny boy. Good job, Mr. Robinson. Um, so 
thank you guys once again for coming on. Um, it was great having you guys, especially on Friday, having both y'all on at the same time. Um, that definitely made it fun. Happy to be here. Happy to do it. So, um, for you guys out there, sorry we had a little technical problem. Glad to be able to get it back up. Just a little camera issue. Um, make sure you tune in next week. We got five new shows. Uh, Monday, I'm going a little bit different. Um, bringing in DJ Larry Swag. His name is Larry Carlisle. Um, he's a local DJ in Orlando, Florida, who has opened up for the likes of Blake Shelton, Garth Brooks, a um, bunch of artists. He also does a big local scene in Orlando, Florida. Um, Tuesday, I got Daniel Trepet coming on. Um, we're going to talk about his history, um, them starting up Streamline. Um, Wednesday, we got the man, the recent daddy, Shane McKeever, coming on. Um, so that's going to be fun. Thursday, I got Country Soul, Mr. Byron Robertson Jr. Hope I pronounced that right. I'm going to butcher your name, B. Um, he's going to talk about the whole local scene in Cali. And then Friday, I got my buddy Brandon Zahorsky coming on. We're going to talk about Joe's up in New York and his big local class and what it's like going from being local to the dance scene. So, again, thank you, Amy and Darren, coming on. Guys, having us. See you next week, guys. Ciao.